further to my conversation with Christy, on Monday the 17th of July at circa 2pm. Firstly, I appreciated the time she gave me, to provide, Barclays, with an overview of my situation. That said, I've much experience dealing with those, with power over another, to acknowledge they mostly abuse their position, and the information they gather. That is no reflection on Christy, simply a fact of life. The BBC including, subliminal messages in children's programs, is such an example, schools having drama lessons for age 12, that are more about the color of others' skin, than the arts, is another. And Coots Bank, despicable behavior towards Nigel Farage, with the wider banking sector, being seen to act no better, is undisputable proof, that the lateral thinker is persecuted. My view on Brexit was simple, we have rules and laws, on the number of people legally permitted in, cars, lifts, buses, planes, venues, old folks' homes, childcare, rented dwellings, hotels, hospitals and hot tubs. Thus, it's pragmatic to also control the number of people in our country. I've not met a sober soul who thinks 10 people in a hot tub for 8 would be awesome. And we would all vacate a hot tub containing 9 illegal male asylum seekers. That was principally the point Nigel Farage made. Others' abuse of power has led to the necessity to compose this detail. Its content also highlights the effect on the individual and the wider society. When those with power have no concern how it's wielded or the effects of the same until it affects them. So I explained to Christie I'd be in a better position if the UK justice process was fit for purpose. As to date, on a glance, I'm light of £200,000 with an example of the endemic corruption in the UK's justice process as near as just last year. That single event defrauded me of over £50,000, the rub is, the defendant was downed by a similar sum. A simple matter, a tenant term end. Whilst I followed the government rules, being the pre-action protocol for claims and damages, the PAP-CD rules. Whereas, Satnam Chaira, Hype Wilson of House Passival LLP, Leicester Office, and their barrister, Evie Bardun Casey of Landmark Chambers London, and his honour Judge Murdoch, plus seven other judges, ignored all the PAP-CD rules, being complicit in multiple acts, of perjury and fraud, to line their own pockets. HP further, defrauded asterisk their own client of over £50,000. To air my frustration, with the tolerance UK citizens have with the useless legal process, with its blatant endemic corruption, where county court judges, are seen to wave on, the solicitors and the barristers abuse of power, not to mention the judges. I have formed an entity, Shake the Tree, and I now compose podcasts, to enlighten the public, on the deception that is rotting society. I'll add a shocker, the UK criminal justice process, is just as corrupt and as useless. The relevance will become apparent. Let's not forget, the state not so long ago, would water dip women, to see if possessed. It really mattered not, possessed or not, as they mostly drowned. The state later passed a high voltage current, through humans, to cure epilepsy, if they didn't fry, I somehow doubt the electricity cured their epilepsy, any more than it would cure an ingrowing toenail. That was in the state's name. Now back to the current societal dilution, that's impeded my earnings. KevinLRMeme.com and Amazonstone.co.uk and multiple podcasts, by Shake the Tree, via Spotify, will collaborate all I promote. Have no doubt, I formed and managed, the most effective, lithographic print production plant, on earth, not that such an achievement, would gain me employment. But it does make me a stickler for detail.
and I can prove beyond doubt, all I say. That's a higher level of proof, than the state offers. Who will imprison a male, on flimsy evidence, likely given by a female, the evidence being no more than a possibility, as often there is no associated proof. There is also, a possibility, that aliens have visited Earth. Yet in the UK, in the 21st century, just a possibility, is enough to imprison a male. When their fragility may be, not being able to read another's mind. Being what UK law, now demands of men. Ironically each allegation puts £150,000, into the legal professional's pockets, and another £150,000 upwards, onto the balance sheet of G4S. Have no doubt, UK justice is a business, thus without actual proof, to support a conviction, a conviction is likely down to the court environment, and the expectation that the jury, will do the right thing. As clearly, a male handcuffed behind plate glass, can't have been up to any good, can they? Whilst putting folk in prison, is met with a hooray, the cost to society, is eye-watering. This sum reflects the above cost, multiplied by the current prison population, 25 billion 200 million pounds. That's a massive 12 billion, 700 million, paid to the legal professionals, so who are the real crooks? Don't misunderstand this representation, I'm sincerely and passionately against any injustice, for multiple reasons, an overview of one. A few years back, my brother and I, were beaten black and blue, by five builders, the MK police arrived, at the scene and arrested them. The MK police later said. If we didn't drop the charges, they would prosecute us, for criminal damage, to a £20 fence panel. Do also consider, there's many unknowns associated with allegations. Particularly in a relationship breakdown trial, where a jury won't likely wonder, had the defendant's partner, the victim, been sleeping with a well-connected mason, who the defendant may have crossed. Nor would they imagine, the victims and defendant's barristers, shared the same train, and worked out of the same London chamber, being reliant on the same revenue stream, from the Crown Prosecution Service. Talking of revenue streams, Sir Tony Blair, a barrister, who made a woeful change in the law, paying cash to females for a statement, of harassment plus, with no proof required. This is the same Tony, who took the UK to war, based on certainty, that became a possibility, and ended up as fabrication. That's what barristers do, show the implausible, as plausible. Ironically, Sir Keir Starmer, the UK's Prime Minister in waiting, is also a barrister. History shows, the Labour Party, are unlikely to have a fiscal solution, being they gave our gold away, wrecked our pensions, and lumbered the NHS, with billions of pound in PFI debt. Yes I know, red, is a warm, comforting colour. Such is relevant, as it shows the degeneration of society, by those being paid to improve it. And this is the world, where business and landlords, have to gain reward from their toils. But in reality, this document shows, the UK law process, does not promote compliance. But is example of how solicitors and judges can use the law, as a vehicle, to fleece society. Let's revert to the principal issue, I brought Stoneview Barn, SVB, in 1996, from the infamous Mark Brown, the property had appealing features. Great architect, very poor builder. After the property opposite, had gone through four owners, resting with the current owner. Showing all the previous owners had lied. As the £750,000, three-floor, six-bedroom property, had an inherent fault, that the incumbents, on selling had not disclosed. 
being just one of its toilets flushed properly. Ultimately Justin and Richard had the fault investigated, with a correction charge of several thousand pounds. As Mark Brown, an expert in groundworks, had failed to connect a major soil outlet to the mains when he'd constructed both the road and the property. These properties were built under NHBC supervision, being another professional body that is seen as being close to useless. My property was contrary to its particulars of sale, had no garage doors, no front elevation dwarf wall, no pedestrian gate, no vehicle access gates, no fitted dressing room. It had underspecked internal doors that walked, a poorly installed SS flue, the two rear door thresholds, couldn't support a person's weight, the landing sloped 25 millimeters, an inch in old money, over just one meter, in a location of four doors. Two stone walls fell down, within three years, simply too many defects to list, but to include plaster so thin, that exposed the wiring conduits. Let's put the poor work in perspective. Mark Brown was not stupid, but his ability to identify the need for supervision was void. He allowed a £3,000 stainless steel, 13-inch double skin, 8-meter flue to be installed, with one support. This flue was to vent, the wood-burning stove, in the lounge. But his laborers, just rested the flue, weighing circa 175 kilograms, on a concrete beam, installed to support the open fire's internal brickwork. The consequence of the woeful flue installation, was no professional would connect, my wood-burning stove, to the £3,000 flue. Bell's fireplaces, the local experts, simply refused. Ultimately I spent, two months working in the lounge, remodeling the hearth area, redirecting the room ventilation, and replacing the entire floor. As along with the faulty flue, the French doors fitted to the lounge, weren't watertight. Thus the chipboard floor and insulation, had to be totally replaced. Getting professionals in, to correct just the defects in the lounge, would have cost over £10,000, the rub, is that the lounge defects, weren't even on, the Stoneview Barn defect list, neither were they spotted, by the NHBC inspector, nor by the building society's surveyor. You can't imagine how cross one can be, having to identify and correct, the lapses of so-called professionals, well I say, the idiots. But such isn't close to how cross I am, with the fraudulent, in this document, who think it's okay, to deny, and lie about the same. To further burdened me, with the idiot's legal costs. The question society must ask, if the law, courts and the judges, are useless, what are the other options? The useless deceitful expert, aka Diane Anstey, who worked for Lambert Smith and Hampton, advised a judge, in the London Construction Court, the landing floor could be rectified by placing chamfered hardboard, under the carpet. She also had a friend, who would make up a pedestrian gate, I'm all for, keeping it local. My expert being an honest pragmatist, advised the judge, the correction cost, could be better attained on further investigation, but likely circa £10,000. As floor joists and ceilings, would need altering. But evidently, being honest in court, gains zero reward. So a judge in the London Construction Court, opted to save the builder from any loss, although he'd caused all the defects via his neglect. The judge preferred to pass the whole loss, and all the defects, to the property purchaser. The judge said, he saw chamfered hardboard, under the carpet, of a new property, as a final solution. Rulings by such judges, paid thousands of pounds a week, can frequently be associated with stupidity. But such acts of court-side fraud, by judges at all levels, also have a destructive effect on society, not to mention, the quality of UK real estate.
Diane Arnsty, the court's expert, was young, with no concept of rationality or feasibility, and her dishonesty and incompetence defrauded me of £100,000. I still have the court papers, if such is queried. Such experts have zero accountability for the sums they submit. In fact I found in a recent case, ironically with the infamous Diane Anstey. The sums stated are loose estimates. Yet judges accept them as definitive. Such is the corruption in the justice process. A prominent Northampton senior surveyor recently said, Kevin, the system is broken, and he would know. In reality, nobody in the business, with certification, would risk a backlash by calling Diane Anstey out for what she is. Being polite Diane Anstey is a distorter of facts, but assisting others in acts of fraud is criminality. The property dilapidation process is an example of lawyers having composed laws for other lawyers to generate an income stream. Such is common and confirmed by our own government not being able to navigate their own asylum laws poorly composed in 1948 and poorly managed since. That's a consequence of paying London-centric MPs the same money as a train driver. No disrespect to train drivers, but I'd say neither are qualified to scrutinise or manage UK law. A current government focus is Mickey Mouse universities and Mickey Mouse courses and qualifications. But the justice process, where ASDAs and commercial leases are no longer worth the paper they are written on, is not even on their radar. An example, in a recent claim, to follow the processes prescribed by the professional bodies, in a £12,000 dispute, the legal, professional fees, and corrective works, would be circa £150,000, that is a sum, in excess of the value of the associated property. And on one going to such an expense, they'll still have multiple attempts by a defendant, a solicitor, counsel and a judge, to defraud them. Being as simple as a judge, casting aside 55 quantified sums that a local trader had spent 28 hours composing. But his honour Judge Murdoch preferred the sums submitted by counsel, the very attractive, eloquent Evie Bardun KC, who submitted sums. By the infamous Diane Anstey, in a report that included a specific plumber's repair at £15, but more relevant, were presented as loose estimates, which excluded materials and all working at height equipment and its associated compliance. Thus on the judge, pleasing Evie, he had dictated that property repairs could be done with no concern for a worker's life. So was his honour Judge Murdoch, incapable of considering the consequence of ignoring the European Working at Height Directive, or was he too focused on pleasing Evie, or is he simply corrupt? Such is the question type that gets one cancelled and banned from the banking world. But for the benefit of society, these invasive questions have to be asked. Now here's the rub, solicitors and barristers may argue, at £3,000 an hour, in front of a judge on £4,000 a week, that Section 18 of the Diminution Act of 1927, the era of the Model T Ford, which may limit a landlord's compensation for loss, regardless of a tenant's neglect and damage. Counsel for the tenant will argue a landlord has suffered no loss if the property value has increased during term. The sums are arbitrary, the situation hypothetical, thus the process is fraudulent, and often there's no benefit to either party. As the cost of professional fees could run to £20,000, as debating the hypothetical scenarios and their sums will be a greater sum, the only to gain are corrupt solicitors. The Diminution Act of 1927 has its place, as does the Ford Act of 2006, 
but eight county court judges, to include, His Honor Judge Murdoch, House Percival LLP, and Evie Bardon Casey, ignored all required of both acts. But it's way worse, than it appears. Hope Wilson, of House Percival, who composed the court order, yep, the defendant's solicitor, composed the court order, served by the court. Demanded the claimant, fund the process, and Hope Wilson, hadn't obtained any of the 55 quantified repair sums. Both being contrary to the government PAP CD rules. One simply, couldn't make it up, and of course I haven't. That said, then we've Evie Bardun saying, the FR and Illinois, clause requiring a clean and paint, of all property surfaces, excluded the outside surfaces, of the building, it's the stuff of Panto. In the round, UK law, offers no benefit to the user, who whilst being assured it's the only option, for a dispute. The conflict is, the process will likely cost more than it will return. Losses to the individual, are not only associated to property issues. An example, where again judges are seen, to protect those they desire, by simply ignoring, unambiguous laws and rules. In 2011, I split, from my long-term partner Sue Rust, who via my association, became a millionaire. At one time, she lived in my home, owned a car, a dog, a second home and a £500,000 office block, all of which, I'd either chosen, or helped her to purchase. We separated, as whilst I was tending our dog, during her working day, Sue wished to be entering, local hotel rooms, with her business coach, a Tim Major and action coach, indeed, to relax her mind and body. Naturally I said such was not reasonable. I had solely managed, our jointly owned investment property, that we had purchased in 2004. In 2013, my ex, a Sue Rust, of Custard Creative Limited, gained access to the nationwide property account, which she emptied of its residue, of circa £4,000. In the aftermath of this reckless action, that went on to cost Sue, several thousand pounds to defend, Solly Brown the MD of Chelton Brown Estate Agents, on the instruction of Sue Rust retained, all the rent, for close to a decade, deeming that, she did so on the instruction, of Sue Rust, do clock, the reason for the fund's retention. From 2015 on, I promoted to Solly Brown, of Chelton Brown Estate Agents, who had managed our flat, that Solly as an individual, as an estate agent, as a service provider, or under the party's agreement, had no right, to retain my money. Nor had Sue Rust, provided any evidence, that she had any right to do so either. Such was clearly the behavior of a bitter ex-partner, who was not best pleased, after I'd asked Tim Major's wife, to stop her husband, sleeping with my partner. Sue Rust, was paying Tim Major, of Chapel Brampton, Northampton, £1,000 a month for business advice. Finally, I gained a court hearing, with a judge, who had no choice other than, to order Chelton Brown, to release money that was not theirs, and pass it to the joint property owners. But did he? Would you think it plausible, that Sue Rust wrote, in her witness statement, she was not aware Kevin even wanted his money, and Solly Brown, had an entirely different reason, for retaining it. The property owned, in equal proportions, was sold circa the middle of 2021, on such Sue Rust, instructed another female, a partner at Goodchild Visit and Smart Solicitors, GVS, of Northampton, that the proceeds of the sale were to be retained, and that is where they are to date. What the recipient may not have clocked. The examples of deception, being a mix of perjury and fraud, are all committed by professional, highly paid females. Who are knowingly, imposing what can only result in a loss, on a male. And they are doing so, for self-gratification and personal gain.
That said, ironically Sue Rust and Solly Brown did so at a cost to themselves, and it is said we would be better off if females ran the country, the evidence here suggests otherwise. When able, I'll have no choice other than take court action against Sue Rust for the fourth time since we separated. On this occasion GVS, being a solicitor's firm, who are retaining my money, will be a joint defendant as it's GVS, who currently retain my money, albeit, on Sue Rust's instruction. Both know what the law requires, but believe, they are immune, from any consequential loss. I say there's no difference in the named female's behavior, who are seen here to have committed blatant acts of perjury and fraud, in full sight of multiple county court judges. Than the aloof female who promotes, I had sex with that man, but only because I was coerced. If I've missed anything do advise, but Benjamin Mendy, former Manchester City defender, found not guilty, after a recent three-week trial, will concur, the current process is broken, and a female expressing an opinion, post an activity, whilst simultaneously gaining financially, is a process that is evidently open to abuse. To the cost incurred dealing with such matters, each absorbs circa 1,000 hours of time. For which a judge, paid £4,000 a week, for their time, simply say, Kevin, it's only time. Judges knowing time is the most precious, to any alive. These stakeholders of UK justice, see others' time, as worthless. As a consequence, I'm working on a project, where I'll invoice a provider, who's wasted my time, via delivery of a steel door, for a commercial unit, which is poorly made, and damaged during transit. As they've imposed a loss, and knowing such, is an act of fraud. Otherwise, I'll be down 200 hours. So, to the remortgage fund, not a luxury item brought, or holiday booked. At the time I was running a printing business, and needed a bigger commercial unit, to install a bigger printing press. So I took out a further loan, being the current debt, to assist in buying a unit, a machine and fitting out the unit, and moving in. It seemed a good idea at the time, as I needed a more efficient machine. I in fact bought two commercial units at £300,000, one unit of 1,170 square feet, the other 2,927 square feet, which I spent money on, installing a full mezzanine of 1,794 square feet, a shower and a toilet block, for use by the first floor office. Both properties now have a paying tenant, netting an income of circa £3,000 a month. For reasons I won't detail now, that payment is not assured, but considered likely. The bigger unit was purchased with the aid of a £160,000 loan, which concluded only last summer, so I'm only now feeling the benefit of not paying circa £880 a month to RBS. The smaller unit, purchased outright, has been on and off rent since the last long-term tenant vacated in 2019. So all is super, albeit the recent interest rate hikes have swallowed much of the input benefits. I have other liabilities, due December 2023. Such make a monthly contribution, but sums are required to honor their agreements. My focus is always, to maintain inputs. On the 19th of July, I calculated the loan's day interest, and considered options I hold, the ARC being one. I sold PSN, as 9% up, and being volatile. Another I hold, is up 66% on the year, and its hold status, is now a buy. I don't criticize providers' processes, often there's good reason. I do say regardless of endurance, all loan payments were timely made. Now Barclays are offering zero to assist me going forward. 
This document is for general global publication. It shows the public just how corrupt the UK's justice process is and how deceitful females can be. Regardless of their status, whether or not, a competent and court-trusted expert. Evidently Diana Anstey, of Anstey Associates, is a menace. Diane Anstey's association with Ms. Hope Wilson of House Percival is of no surprise. Being well-paired females, having a court status, allowing a judge to believe whatever dribble they submit. I.e. a plumber's repair at £15. Are we really to believe, Diane, Hope, or Evie really believed such, when pre-trial, this deception was highlighted a dozen times? These females had zero concern, as they know, judges will accept any dribble they say. Or are they all guilty, of perjury and fraud? And there's the rub, these documents are filed with the court, they are not going anywhere, set in stone so to speak, I'm simply saying, I've proof on hand that judges, will believe any dribble females bring to court. It is for the reader to decide, whether, his honour Judge Murdoch, really believed the three deceptive females, or the judge had another reason for defrauding the claimant of £50,000. To the loan reduction, my assets are mainly held in a dynamic status, for the reasons given. I won't get into specifics, but a substantial sum will be paid before August end. Some investments would return a lower sum than if sold later, but all is noted and will be reassessed. I do ask Barclays to consider, I have obligations to others, and the decisions I make cannot be solely focused on Barclays. It's acknowledged, Barclays are a substantial bank, and whilst this situation may be seen as a frustration, Barclays can't show they will suffer a loss in a more than they will show they have offered me any follow-on products, nor will they show I am less likely to pay than another. They may show I haven't strictly adhered to their terms. Well as a judge said to me, the best of luck proving that. On me expecting, a defendant, an expert, a solicitor, counsel, six, pre-trial judges, and the trial judge, to adhere to the government's PAP CD rules, which they all totally ignored, and by doing so, burdened me, with a substantial loss. So whilst I'll be pragmatic in paying off the loan, the frustration Barclays may promote, would be seen as that, a frustration. It's an interesting scenario, where a UK judge, may decide, a multi-billion pound global organisation, should not suffer a loss, but it's okay for a UK individual, to suffer a loss of £200,000, and thousands of hours, of their life, as a direct consequence, of judges, courtside corruption. This is not an allegation, it's an undisputable fact, save Northampton judges, being above the law, and or, above that, of which our government expects, of the courts. Which whilst is not always defined, but a judge's status, and their £250,000 annual cost to society, comes with an expectation, that their remit is not, to defraud the public, simply to the benefit of solicitors known to them. Or is it? I've no doubt, if I was in the dock today, and I offered Barclays £2,000 a month, the judge would be cockahoop, with my effort, as again, I refer to the content in the previous paragraph. And if Barclays PLC are thinking, how could we have controlled any of the above? I say if that is Barclays' stance, I say, well what chance, do Barclays, think I have had, as a lone individual? Para 5, HP further, defrauded asterisk, their client of over £50,000, save the client wanting such a bill. Composer, Kevin Lamin, 